Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. All right, amen. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I am Pastor Chavez. And I'm Brother Jesse Pena. And this is Frontline. And we are talking still about uh, servant leadership. Amen. We're excited about this next episode. I believe it'll be episode number four. And uh, hopefully those of you that listened were blessed uh, last week or last, the last episode with Brother brother Howard. Um, we do have another one lined up with him. And he's going to talk about some more of his time as a, in assisting uh, Brother Merle Ewing. And then some more of his time in El Salvador. And the subjects are actually pretty big. Um, he goes into a lot deeper stuff on this but that was a great introduction and we're so glad that he did that but uh this week we're back at it and we're once again going to talk go diving into i should say diving into um servant leadership right so we've covered a lot uh last few weeks last few episodes we've covered a lot and i think we're going to do a quick recap um if you haven't listened to those you need to go back and listen to those uh podcasts and kind of get caught up with what servant leadership is all about. Um, if I was to get really nitty gritty with you and blank, I would think that in many places, uh, servant leadership is what is missing. Servant leadership is much different than leadership. Uh, uh, it's a lot of self-sacrifice involved in servant leadership. It's definitely not just maybe even points a lot. It's not leadership, but it is servant leadership. It's a big deal. And, um, I believe personally, uh, a lot of when I evangelized full time for five years or almost five years, uh, servant leadership was missing. Um, servant leadership is something that, uh, I believe Jesus Christ was, and it needs to be rediscovered in our churches, in our movement as apostolics, and uh, you'll find that uh, the most advancement of God's kingdom comes through servant leadership. You know, you, Pastor, you had mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, you had mentioned that, you know, some people might not even consider a servant leader a leader. When I think of servant leader, I think of someone who's leading behind the scenes. Their Their leadership may not always be um, up front and in everyone's face, but they're really good about getting things to where they need to be or people where they need to go. Right. Um, you know, uh, using pulling back on the military experience, um, I want to say that's a big thing, uh, a, a good amount of feedback that I've got is, is you know, um, you know, uh, with against my leadership style, which which does fall into servant leadership, even in the military, I think this is highly effective. But it's not the type of leadership that's that's up in everyone's face and 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 what everyone thinks of when they think of leading the people. But very much, um, what I do enjoy about servant leadership is the type of influence that you can have on people. Um, you can still have uh, positive effects 
on people from servant leadership. And I know we've talked about in the past, um, how can you assess a servant leader? Um, you know, we talked about how they grow people, right? They grow people either on the job site. Um, but most importantly, what we always want to talk about is how do you, how does a servant leader grow people inside the church? Right. Um, I think this is a huge aspect on servant leadership, how you grow people, how you evaluate yourself. How do you evaluate yourself as a servant leader uh, based on the people that you're, if you want to say leading, or I would say the people that you're serving? How do you evaluate how effective you are? How do you, how do you evaluate? Um, are you accomplishing the mission? Are you accomplishing your job? Are you getting what's done? If you're a lay minister in the church, are you, are you achieving the vision of your pastor? Are you achieving the vision that the man of God has given for that church? Um, or are you biting at the bit to get out? Are mm. you, are you looking? Um, I'm called to evangelize. And so I'm, I'm headed out. That's what I want to work to. I want to, I want to leave the church where you're at. So, being a servant leader kind of bucks up against um, many selfish desires and you really have to self-reflect and you have to self-evaluate, which is a big deal because a lot of people don't want to do that. Um, uh, you know, if I can call back on Brother Howard's um, last episode, if you haven't listened to the third episode, Brother Howard, is it was awesome and it actually touched me when he was talking about how um, he gets into this church. I don't remember. You probably recall, Pastor, but he, he was assisting in this church, and uh, he said that his his pastor was kind of like he had, you know, the sky was the limit for the vision that he had, but he didn't have, um, you know, the execution. Maybe maybe he was too busy, consumed with other things, but the execution was what was struggling. And Brother Howard, seeing that, he wrote down a list of everything right. that that pastor wanted to do, and he was like... You know, and he reported it was so awesome hearing because it, it was like, "Hey, I, I did this." You know, uh, right? And he and he just said like, he never got the credit for it. You know, he would never get the credit for it. But you know, that is the perfect. I was saying behind the scenes, behind the curtain, leading. You know, as it were, and you, and, you know, maybe not every time did Brother Howard have to go and touch and, and move things to make those things happen. Maybe he employed other people. Again, now you're leading, you're still leading people, but the way that you're using your leadership style, servant leader, um, you are serving another, you're serving your pastor, but you are using the brothers, the sisters, the, the youth, whatever, whoever you have to use in the church, um, you're using them to accomplish whatever God is telling, putting on that pastor's heart. And I really, that really spoke to me right. as, as a servant leader. So let's put out a, like a, a challenging comment. Imagine being uh, someone who believes themselves to be that God has called them to be an evangelist, but not desiring to be get behind a pulpit and give a message, but instead desiring to win a family, to win a soul. Imagine being someone who, um, I feel like God's called me to the evangelism field, but I don't want to preach. I, I, you know, I, if I don't preach, it's fine. I, you know what? I want to teach a Bible study. Yeah. I want to, I want to win a soul for my pastor, which is important for our church, which is, yeah. which is primary and a mm-hmm. priority. And in my personal belief is, is if you haven't spent time winning souls, then you don't belong on the field for evangelism. And if that rubs philosophies wrong, well, I mean, I'm sorry, but it, again, the old school way 
and I hate even to say that it's the old school way, but you know, I was raised up in ministry in a time when if you weren't teaching Bible studies, that you, you didn't get behind the pulpit. You didn't, you didn't preach. You weren't used on the platform. If you were not actively teaching a home Bible study and winning a soul. Now describe winning a soul. We're not talking about just getting someone in the doors. We're talking about discipling somebody. Mm. So we're talking about growing someone, helping them turn into a pillar in the church. And so when you evaluate yourself, like, well, like what brother Howard talked about, you look at, uh, he talking about his time with brother Ewing and said, um, you know, he saw that he was a visionary and he needed somebody that would make his dreams come true. And so he made the choice. I'm going to make your dreams come true. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm going to make your dreams come true. And no one outside would ever know that he was the one that made all those things come together. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter to him. Now, can you imagine that? I mean, I'm not the one that needs to get known. I'm not the one that needs to, people need to know that was my fingerprints on this and, or the one that made this happen. You know what? I'm interested in serving the kingdom of God. Right. That's what I'm doing. Um, and when you're evaluating yourself, when it comes to servant leadership, often, oftentimes you are fulfilling someone else's dreams. You are fulfilling someone else's dream. Let me give you a really personal story on this. Um, my pastor, Brother David Webb, before he passed away, um, when I was at his, you know, I was a lay minister at his church. Um, I, I was there during when I was in the military. And I was just a lay minister at his church. My wife was playing music. And Brother Webb felt that, you know, I was called to preach and, you know, if you want to say called to the evangelism field. But I remember the day, and I'm probably jumping too far ahead, but the day it was time for me to go and hit full time in the field. Brother Webb's attitude was, if God's calling you, I can't keep you. Mm-hmm. Now we're not talking a big church. We're talking a very small church. Uh, very, very small church. Where you probably did, you pitched in quite a bit. I pitched in quite a bit with everything in every department and I love to do it. And, you know, my wife and I love to do it. Our family, our kids loved to do it, but he'd never really had any help like what we were bringing there and what we were doing. And we love to do it. And I didn't, I didn't seek to leave. I didn't seek to get out on the field. I just wanted to win a soul. I wanted to be faithful to God. I wanted to disciple people. I wanted to work hard in the church. And when time for evangelism opened up, it wasn't me that opened those doors. I didn't find a place to preach. Um, God opened up those doors, but I'll never forget the words of my pastor, uh, Brother Webb. And that was, uh, if God is opening these doors, I can't keep you. Wow. Yeah. I can't keep you. I can't, you can't, you can't stay here. It, it is time. It is time to go. Brother Webb was a true servant leader. Yeah. He, he wasn't looking to expand his own thing. Um, yeah. He was interested he, in your growth. He was interested in my growth. Yeah. If it's what God's doing, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. It hurt. Yeah. I know it did. Um, you could see the look on his face, but he wasn't willing to do that. He wasn't willing to, to have a selfish need. Um, and I say all that so that maybe if someone's listening 
is that you're wanting to develop. You want to develop ministry. You want something to happen and like, you know, I want to evangelize and, and you need to really fight the feelings of my pastor's going to try to keep a hold of me. No, he's not. He's not. God's going to open the doors. You got to have the faith. Have faith. You know, evaluate yourself at that very moment. Learn to start evaluating yourself. Why am I doing this? What gives me the opportunity to even be where I'm at? You know, the man of God that God brought in my life, brought to my life, has helped me become what I'm even becoming now, that I could even feel the call. Yeah. So in the midst of all that, learn to be loyal. Learn to serve. Learn to serve. You know what? I don't want to leave here, Pastor, until I've won some souls. I want to win some souls. Yes, yes. I want to, I want to, I want to teach a home Bible study. I want to, fa- I want to win a family. I want to disciple somebody. You know, those are, I think, the, you know, I'm getting into, you know, doing these Bible studies and it's great. I, I have one going, uh, with people. They, and they come to our church. They're, they're faithful to church. Um, they allowed me to, and I feel like it's grooming my skills in Bible studying, um, and, and teaching them and, and another thing, I would love to give a Bible study to somebody. The next challenge I want to have on myself is is someone that is not coming to our church. That's mm. only allowing the door open for me to go and teach a Bible study because I want them to – I want the results of that. And, and I, I don't want it to be it's, – it's for God. It's for God's glory. But I want them to come to church right. and then hear the preaching that my pastor will preach. I want them to feel the move of the Holy Ghost, get baptized in Jesus' name. I want these things to happen because – that there's no better glory to God, but but people coming to the realization, okay, what you are saying is the truth, you know, and and I don't, you know, and it, it's it's gonna feel good when I'm sitting back watching these people now go to the altar and bringing their family to the altar, and and th- that I think I think is a great um, that's a great a great example of some servant leadership because it's it may not be me baptizing them, <laughs> it's right. not me preaching right. to them. Right. It's it's not me that's stirring up the Holy Ghost that but that is but if I could just plant that seed and get them to go and then them to grow, their family be put together. Man, that, there's no greater I mean there's no greater feeling than knowing like hey, I had I had my hand on that. But man, God, right. you you did the rest. Like I just right. I just pushed it in the right direction. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um and at the forefront of becoming all this, a Bible study teacher, whatever it is, Make sure you have a way to self-evaluate. Yes. Make sure you have a way to self-evaluate yourself. Um, make sure, I mean, if you're a lay minister in the church, make sure your pastor has an open door to help you, to help to grow. Make sure you're always put yourself in a position to handle rebuke or handle, you know, just being, being corrected, uh, or even to handle direction. Um, because your pastor knows where you're sitting at. He knows you know, he knows where you're sitting at. He knows the feelings that are going through you of the call to preach or whatever it is that God's got. He understands that he knows, but the moment that you keep yourself from being able to self-evaluate, you really start to stunt your growth. You really start to stunt your growth. If you start getting rid or you don't have a good way to sell self evaluate yourself. Um, and so, you know, and that leads on to, again, part of the same subject of self-evaluation is how you do it. Actually, what, what kind of tools are you using to self-evaluate yourself? Um, in my opinion, you shouldn't be in this. You, you need to study the word of God. 
But if you're going to grow as a servant leader in the, in the church, it shouldn't be primarily tooled to say, well, the word of God is opening up itself to me. That's not a good point of self-evaluation, in my opinion. It's good that you're studying it. Bible says, study to show thyself approved. So it's good that you're studying and you need to do that. But how do I evaluate? How do I evaluate myself growing as a servant leader in the church by the word of God opening up to me? I don't think so. I don't believe that that's an appropriate way to self-evaluate yourself. Although you need, again, you need to study. You need to pray. Am I winning a soul? Yeah. Am I growing? Am I discipling someone? That is a great tool to self-evaluate, right? So if you're a servant leader in the church, remember, you've got the great commission to fulfill, to go out and teach all nations. So the great commission is a great way to look at yourself and say, am I winning a soul? And if you're winning a soul, well, then you're probably in the head in the right direction. But if you're in ministry or believe yourself to be studying in ministry or however you want to put that, and you're not winning a soul, well, then you're falling short. You are falling and grossly short of, of the call of God because that soul winning thing is primary in the kingdom of God. So no matter where you find yourself out at new convert seasoned saint, you want to join ministry or you want, you believe you have a calling of God on your life. You need to begin the process of soul winning. And that's a great self evaluation tool. And look at yourself and say, man, if I'm not a winning of souls, should I be preaching? You know, this, and you probably can remember pastor, but I mean, can you even estimate how many Bible studies you have, you did before oh, you felt a call man. from God? <laughs> Like, hey, you know I'm, what? I, I don't know if I can say that because even evangelizing where we went, right. we knocked doors and we taught Bible studies. Wow, yeah. I can tell you countless churches where I taught Bible studies and brought individuals to the church or, you know, of course, always with that local pastor's permission. And sometimes I, I had revivals where they brought me over there to mm-hmm. start a door knocking prog- program or an outreaching program. But we taught Bible studies, um, Everywhere. We never stopped. In fact, even with my wife, we left one church. I won't say what that is, but it, what church it was, but we left one church and the pastor and the pastor's wife literally asked my wife because there was a young lady who started going to church while we were there and they asked her, Hey, would you mind if Sister Chavez would keep teaching her a Bible study? Wow. And this young lady had a lot of, she had a hill to climb. But she is a beaut. Years later, she's a beautiful young lady living for God, doing tremendously. So we never really stopped. Mm. You know, it's it's a core part of who we are. I mean, I'm teaching Bible studies right now. Um, You just, if you're going to lead in the church, if you're going to be a servant leader, Bible studying and winning a soul is one of those primary things that you use yourself to say. You know, am I effective at what I'm doing? Not. Am I, is this a good message? Is this a good preaching? So many people get it wrong. Um, preaching behind a pulpit is 10%. Of, if I was to evaluate in comparison to everything else I do as a pastor um, and preaching and everything else, I'd probably say preaching's 10%. Or less. <laughs> it's like the fun, like yeah. you get to, like, it, it's, I, I get to preach, yeah, I get to preach, but the yeah. vast majority is counseling, Bible studying with families one on one, working yeah. with young people, 
you know, just uh, not during church hours, out of church hours, trying to help them live for God or make choices, new converts, constantly discipling people. That's 90% of everything that we do. I think of that because I think there's some people maybe that uh, be misconceived. They, they think, you know, if they're just called to preach, but man, I, I wonder if they ever had the opportunity where you talked about it, like growing, like you mm-hmm. got to grow. Everything comes, I think, uh, with time experience, um, you know, and I'm sure maybe there's some instances where like someone has not been in long and they're called preach. I'm sure there's maybe a one off, but you know, I think about, um, just even let me, let me come back to the military a little bit, right? When you develop people, and um, I'm not, I don't start off as an NCO ready to lead people, right? A non-commissioned officer where you're charged to lead people. Um, you start off as you know as a low-ranking airman E one. You know you start all the way from the bottom, and you got to watch these men that are leading. Now some lead great, some don't, and and you'll learn like, hey, when I'm a leader, I want to do that, and I won't follow that guy's example so much, right? But, you know, you were talking a little bit about evaluating, um, kind of assessing how am I doing. So in the military, we have this, the, the feedback system. Right. And you do typically three types of feedback. You'll have an initial, right? You, so you're telling that person what you expect out of them. And, you know, I thought about this because when we sat down and, and, and pastor said, hey, um, you know, I want you to be the assistant. Here's what you, you know, and we, I, I really appreciate that because I'm, I'm military. I need it all laid out in front of me, but there's <laughs> an actual paper right. where it said, you know, this is kind of what I expected you, your roles and responsibilities, if you were. But, you know, after the end of that, because you charged other people too with some right. leadership roles. Um, and they, st- I believe they've stepped up in a big way and they're executing those. But one of the things you said, and I, and I, and that was my step out of my box was, Hey, I expect my leaders to be doing Bible studies. And you gave a little hint. You're like, these visitors fill out these, these forms. They leave information number, uh, information, contact information. And if you're so willing, they'll normally check the box if they want a Bible study. And so I went up there. I snagged a couple, put the names in my, in my phone. Um, you know, text, Hey, are you interested in doing Bible study? I think I'd sent three texts out that night and I got an answer back on two of those. And mm-hmm. so right away I was, you know, we're, right. we're doing Bible studies, but, that that goes to show, like um, one, yeah, that was what you expected. That was my initial feedback. If right. you were, um, you know, I know from time to time I've asked you, hey, hey, pastor, how am I doing? Um, you know, that would be like my midterm, like right. <laughs> you know, in between sure. a, an annual yeah. report. That's your midterm feedback. We're like, hey, this is how you're doing amongst your peers or whatever. Right. Um, but you know, really, what I'm concerned about is, am I doing the things that you have charged me to do? Right. right. I, this is we're talking about a mentor, mentoree. Correct. Um, relationship. Right. And then, and then after, you know, well, maybe in the, in the military may be a little different, but after your, your annual review closes out and you're looking at all your accomplishments on, on paper, they're going to sit there and go over that with you and, right. and say, Hey, this is how you can get better. A continual process improvement, you know, within the person. So you're grooming this leader all the way from, you know, year to year, you're, you're putting in your work and you're saying, Hey, these are the things look forward now. Like this is what you need to do. Cause now that you've accomplished this level of things, here's what I need you to do this upcoming year for your new rank, your new roles, responsibilities, whatever right. have you. And, and some people like maybe they start at, um, you know, I have started at cleaning a bathroom, right? For the church. Yep. And then next, like, okay, now I'm going to trust you. Like I see that your prayer life is intact. Your family's intact. And now I'm going to trust you with our youth our junior youth or, you know, and, right. and if you step up the ladder that way and then you're so called, but man, it's, it's that those years of growing and taking the burden in whatever you are doing, whatever job you are doing, 
that is true servant leadership. Right. To sit there and let someone groom you and evaluate you, and then you evaluate yourself. Am I doing this right? And you should. I mean, I think that's a great relationship to have is if you're asking, you know, whether it be an elder in the church, your pastor should be the the one that you're asking right. if you're put in a leadership role. But sometimes we have elders too that that will they'll call you out real quick. Like, Absolutely. and the bathrooms are looking dirty. I thought you were the best. Ba- yeah. The, I'd the say if anybody's, <laughs> I'd say if anybody's listening to this, if you really want to challenge yourself, walk up to your pastor and say, Hey pastor, you know, you, you mm-hmm. made me in charge of such and such thing in the church. How am I doing? How do you think I'm doing? And be ready for what happens. Mm-hmm. Be that ready feedback. for that feedback yeah. that goes on and then take it and make a change. Do it. Make something different. Um, and don't even be afraid to use the word, Hey pastor, what can I do better? What do you think I could do better? You know, learn to evaluate yourself. It's a, it's a big deal. Evaluating yourself is a really big deal. It's a scary and comforting thing because if you ask somebody and you're you're expecting the worst, like I mean, I I know I do sometimes when I ask them, like, but that's because I'm evaluating myself as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding the flaws already. But when I hear it's comforting to know, okay, well, these things don't go unnoticed. Like every. You know, my pastor keeps a very good account of the things that I am or, or am not doing, mm-hmm. and 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 I I appreciate um, you know someone, and I've had leaders like this in the military that is interesting and interested in me growing because right. you could have a uh, what we call like a laissez-faire leader, and it's someone who just I mean they'll just as little as they could interject into your career or your your leadership they will, but um, you know I want someone who's actively looking to grow me hey um there's this opportunity to go teach at this seminar go over there you know tell these airmen about your experience or whatever have you and and that is like the type of leader that wants to grow and and if you're you're so fortunate if you're at a church where you have a pastor that is that is giving you that feedback like hey go you know go teach a bible study and then i want bring me back a report or or even better if your report shows up in church and they're they're praying at the altar that's even better here's a piece of um if you want to call it controversial information or advice on this, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. But if your pastor's not giving you that kind of feedback, don't blame him. Blame yourself. Have you given him the ability to do that? If you're interested in growing, have you given your pastor authority over your life to say, yes. correct me, grow me? Right. What do I need to do to fill this role? You're probably going to find out that you haven't. Most of the time, you're going to find out that I didn't really give my pastor the authority he needed or for did me you, to grow. Did you listen? Did you listen? <laughs> I've told so many people, look, I'm going to tell you a couple of times. After that, I might just do it myself, and I'm never going to tell you. Yeah. Because I, if you're not interested in growing, well, I am i don't want to say I'm not going to waste my time, but I'm not going to waste my time. Right, right. Right? I, I'm, I mean, if you didn't listen... Well, you, you're showing me that you really don't want this. And if you want something, uh, you're going to have to be willing to take it. Say, like, Elisha had to be willing to get his mantle, to get Elijah's mantle. Right. So, you know, if you see me when I'm gone, then you'll do it. But if you ain't willing to find, follow me and keep your eye on me and do what I'm asking... Well, then it's probably not going to happen and you need to actually evaluate what you feel like you're called to do or not. Um, because being called a servant leader within the church comes with a really big, um, responsibility. 
I was just reading this. I found this scripture before. Very common. We've all read it. This passage of scripture, I should say. In Matthew chapter number 16, um, Jesus and Peter are having a conversation. And Jesus asks, who do you say, who do men say that I am? And in short, Peter answers and says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him and said, verse 17, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I thought, man, it'd be great to be Peter at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) It would be amazing to have Jesus Christ looked at you and say, well done, man, upon what you just said. I'm going to build my church. And guess what? All the gates of hell are not going to prevail right. against the church. In fact, I'm going to even give you the kings of the keys to the kingdom. Oh. And whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound and whatever you loose will be loosed. Man, what a great thing to do. What a great responsibility. What a great responsibility. What a Man, I feel good. <laughs> this is just great. I am Peter yeah. and I am at the top of my game and just it, I, I'm feeling great about myself. Then in verse 20, says he charged the disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus Christ. In verse 21, from that time forth, Jesus began to show his unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised. Then Peter hmm. took him and began to rebuke him. Be it far from thee, Lord, that this shall be unto thee. So three verses before, four verses before this, Peter is on. He's getting the pat on the he head. He is getting the pat <laughs> on the hand. And now he is big enough to rebuke Jesus. Wow. Three verses later, he can, he's got the authority to rebuke Jesus. He's you bind, gave me the keys. You the gave kingdom. me the keys. I'm binding something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am binding something right now. And then Jesus turns around and looks at him. It says, but Jesus turned, but he turned in verse 23. And, and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense wow. unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Peter, you did a really bad job of self-evaluating. Right. You did a really poor job. You got a big head, and uh, you thought you could rebuke me. Um, and... And now I'm going to rebuke you instead. And I thought to myself, how many times have we given, has a pastor given position to someone in the church and all of a sudden they can do it better than anyone else. And they can even do it better than their own pastor. And their own pastor doesn't even know how to do it now. Why? Because I'm in that position now. And you find yourself really messed up. Yeah, sure. That kind of stuff happens because people do not self-evaluate. They do not allow their pastor to have, and maybe it sounds like a bad word, and if it is, I'm sorry, but they do not have allowed their pastor to criticize them. Yeah. And you should. Oh, absolutely. It shouldn't be a negative word. You should not make that a bad word. Criticizing me should be a good word because I want to grow. If you tell me where I'm falling short, then that means you're giving me space to grow. Right. Um, 
And Peter lost that for yeah. three verses. <laughs> you, you mentioned that. I don't know how long the time frame is, you know, but I, I imagine it was in the same com- the same vein of conversation. It may have been. I would say Peter didn't have time to grow. Like he he, he grew. <laughs> was it, what's that saying? Too big for the britches. He got too big for his britches <laughs> yeah, real quick. Real quick. And um, I mean, he you mentioned he rebuked Jesus and. He just was not ready for that. Yeah, you know? he he wasn't ready. You know what he should have done is he should have sat in the position for a minute that Jesus just gave him. Yeah. He should have sat in the authority that he gave him, which we preach powerful messages off of this. Right. right? The keys of the kingdom are given to us. Mm-hmm. We preach amazing messages. Peter sat there for three verses mm-hmm. and said, it's time for me to move on. I'm rebuking Jesus. Wow. You know, and it, it just... Sit in where you're given for a while and grow. And here's the next challenge. When it's time for you to move on and move up, make sure you leave it better than when you found it. Leave it better than when it was given to you. If you're going to be the youth leader, make sure you grow that youth group. Right. Grow it. Wow. Yeah. Let it be bigger when you leave and, and pastor says it's time for you to move to the next spot. Let it be better than when you left it, than when yeah. you found it. That's because you're serving them. And so you're growing those young people. You're growing that group. Let it be better than when it was given to you. Um, you can do that. Man, you're really growing. Really, the only way you're going to do that is by self-evaluating. Um, you, you, don't, you don't improve yourself because nobody tells you that you're falling short. Right. You improve yourself because you're self-evaluating and it, it's a really big deal. Um, so maybe this, this episode, this whole episode can be on self-evaluation <laughs> right. because it's such a huge topic. Absolutely. Um, self-evaluation is such a big deal. People salt fall so, sh- so short on self-evaluation. They don't allow anybody, um, to evaluate them or, if your pastor evaluates you and says, Hey, you're falling short, you let yourself get crushed instead of saying, you know, I can improve. I can improve. I mean, I know people that they want me to evaluate them and I do and tell them what they can do better. But shortly after that, it's like they're saying, well, I don't want to do this no more. I'm no good. Well, yeah. And so I look at it and go, please don't ask me that question. Yeah. Please don't ask me what you can do. You know, and I can, I can honestly admit, I mean, I've probably been in this, just in my military career, I've been in that, that predicament before where you kind of leave a a feedback session with a, with a sour attitude. I know, you know, I I think I've told you about this pastor. We're, we're doing a trip one time and I told you about this. Uh, you know, this is how important feedback is in the military to groom leaders. You as 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 a mentoree, you are allowed at the end. Mentee, mentee, mentee is that the that's the term. Mentee, mentor <laughs> is the guy that's doing the work. Mentee is the one that's being mentee. He's he's being mentored <laughs> as as the <laughs> as a young Padawan. Air Force got their own. Oh, yeah. uh, Air Force has got their no, own. No, I was probably lingo. just making up a word. That's my fault. Um, no, you know, as someone who is is being mentored. Um, you know, you're able to, you're able to give feedback at the end to your supervisor who just right. gave you the feedback. And, uh, I know in a time I have done that. And, um, you know, I, I, I always use that, that scenario, that situation because my feedback to my supervisor at the time was, 
it was bad feedback. Um, it was things that I thought he could do better. Yeah. I was a Peter, I guess, in yeah. the situation. Um, you know, I think, was it right? I, I do, I do believe it was. And this is, I wasn't a very, very young, um, airman. I, I was actually an NCO at that time and I gave another higher ranking NCO some feedback. Um, it came professionally. I tried it. I, I, I th- as I thought it, uh, as I thought I intended it, that it was professional, but, um, I gave him some feedback. On, on how I felt he could better supervise me. Um, and he, he didn't like it. <laughs> he didn't like it. Um, the repercussions were that any time I messed up, I was nailed to the wall, which actually in turn kind of made me better. Cause it's like, well, now I am trying to think of how someone who, um, I won't, I don't want to use a word vindictive, but someone who was, who was hurt. He was hurt by what I said, maybe offended even. And, uh, he was looking for any way to kind of, you know, point out my flaws. And so I worked on those flaws. Um, I had another feedback session with them because I was like, we can't go on doing this. Like, I, I'm really like, if you're going to be my supervisor, like I need to clear the air. So even if it's an apology on my end, um, you know, with, Hey, I shouldn't have said it that way. Um, just forget I said it, whatever. Cause clearly I, I didn't think that there was going to be a, you know, I shouldn't say a sorry, but it was just, Hey, sorry that I said that, right. um, you know, duly noted, I will make sure that I'm taking care of X, Y, and Z whenever you ask. But, um, I think that, that tool, um, I have done this as, as a person who has given feedback, I have asked, Hey, what do you have for me? And sometimes, like, just like it's almost, almost you could reverse the roles. I feel like, oh man, this is going to be tough. Like, whatever he says, and it's coming out, I would say, like, almost out of the mouth of a babe. Sure. Like, it's like, oh man, this is going to be like with, with his experience. And I do respect if you have two, three years, um, I've had to depend on these people that had two, three years. If you go back and listen to our first episode, I was once one of those two or three year yeah. experienced military member that a guy who's been in for about 12, 13 years plus is saying, Hey, no, you, I need you to show me you're the expert in this. Show yeah. me how to do it. So I respect experience no matter how, how much you bring the table or not. And, and you're going to grow. But, um, you know, sometimes that feedback is so important because it's going to help me help to grow me as a leader, as a supervisor. Um, those kind of things is they're crucial in the military. Now I'm not saying go give your pastor feedback. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, but you need to keep in mind right. that if you're always growing, um, the, even the people that you are, if you're in charge of the junior youth, um, or the youth, let's just use the youth. That's about a good age. Sure. But yep. if they, if they're not feeling fed, um, in the things that maybe you're teaching or the, the things that, you know, take that feedback, you know, maybe Absolutely. there's some feedback that comes from these people like, Hey, we need this or we want to do this. Um, take that feedback, let it make you a good servant leader. And, you know, cause sometimes you're going to get it from everywhere, you know? Right. So I, I just, I want to touch on that because I think it's important that we, we listen to criticism, right? The, the bad word. Sure. No matter where it comes from, you know, if it's coming from a good, uh, you know, a good place in the church or even just on the job site, just take it, right. you know, and, and listen to it at least because maybe some of it will help or improve you. Absolutely. So let's look at it this way. And I think we'll, we'll wrap it up with this. And, Let's just say, for example, you're the youth leader. You're the youth leader. And um, when you took over at the youth leader position and the youth group was blowing and going and they were having a great time. And six months into you being the youth leader, they are not showing up to the events like they used to show right. up to. Yeah. They all of a sudden That's are just not as excited. Right there in itself. That is feedback. Don't go blame the parents. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not bringing them. 
don't go blame the young people because, well, they're, they're just not participating. No, look at yourself and say, am I, um, am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? Is this a burden to me? Is it a burden to me? Am I breaking for these young people? Um, am I, am I praying? Am I really praying and touching God for my youth events? And I don't care if you're having a Friday night youth service or a Saturday outing. That's an opportunity to grow your young people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it just, it's all an opportunity. And so you need to take that opportunity seriously. And then so self evaluate and then sit down with your pastor and say, Hey, you know, the young people aren't showing up like they used to. Um, I'm trying to find some new ideas, pastor. Maybe you can help me. Yeah. Um, but take the feedback from the young people because they could be sending a message. Now, does that mean we try to do things that please everybody? No, that's not what I said. But when you're self-evaluating, trust me, you're going to find the will of God when you're honestly self-evaluating. If you want to make excuses to say, well, I can't please everyone. Yeah, that that's an excuse. It really yeah. is an excuse because no one's talking about pleasing everyone. Um, we're talking about self-evaluating. So take messages of self-evaluating as opportunities to grow and to do something better. So that way, um, when God moves you on, if he does, that you leave it better than when you found it. Um, and that's leaving, leaving it better than when, than when you found it, according to the vision of your pastor, All right? According to the vision you know, a great question to ask your pastor is, what's what's your vision for my department? Yeah. What's your vision? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. But so I think this this episode, we've been going, we hit almost an hour now. Um, self-evaluation is a big deal. You need to learn how to do it. You need to learn how to figure it out so that you can sell. You need to not be afraid of criticism. Don't be afraid of criticism from anywhere. Trust me. Everyone has value. Everyone can give you valuable feedback. You don't have to take it into a place of depression of someone doesn't like me. And, <laughs> you know, oh, they said I was a horrible youth leader. You don't have to take. But if someone says you're a horrible youth leader, start praying and saying, God, am I pleasing you? Yeah. Am I pleasing you, Lord? You know, my pastor trusted me with this. So help me to do better. I want them to think good of me and I, I want them to be proud of me. Don't. Don't necessarily get yourself, but don't throw it away either. Yeah. Well, someone said I'm a horrible. I'm just going to throw it because that guy's not faithful. No, win him. Yeah. Win absolutely. him. Um, you, even the pinky is important, right, Pastor? The pinky's important. The pinky's important. <laughs> the pinky's important. Your insignificant pinky yeah. that sometimes gets annoyed. We just did a Bible lesson on the, the pinky. Yeah. The pinky locks in the power of the fist. Yeah. So it, it's it's all important. Take it seriously. Take self-evaluation seriously, and you will find yourself growing as a servant leader in the kingdom of God. Amen. This was good. Uh, I I pray this blessed you again. If you haven't listened to the last several episodes, you need to go back and listen to them. Discover what servant leadership is, and then you definitely need to hear the episode with uh, uh, Brother Sam Howard from Ventura, California, the pastor there. Pastors of Revival Church. Look forward to the next one with Brother Yeah, Sam we've Howard. got another one coming he up with him. He has some powerful testimonies and some inspiring, inspiring uh, testimonies. He's, he's got some things he's going to talk about. He's, we're talking about some things that are going con- to convict you. Yeah. That, that, that old style of servant leadership. Oh. Uh, leaders eat last. Yeah. You know, just that, that old style of servant leadership of, 
of a self-sacrifice we're going to get into. And so, but you want to listen to the last episode with Brother Howard because you will be blessed by that. And then you want to go back and listen to these other two episodes, the first two. And we hope this one's blessed you. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you all. See you next time. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.